Hey guys, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. We got a great show for you today. Mike, what are we talking about? Dude, I'm super excited. Today we're talking about... <laughs> Dude, did you hear that? Dude, what are those lights? Dude, what is that? I don't, I don't know. No, J- Mike! Mike! What J- James! No! James! Mike! Help! James, run! Uh, run! Oh, uh, you know what? Just take him. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, so that was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, I'm Mike. And I'm Justin. And uh, James is somewhere. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. I've I've never seen him squirm like that before. And, but we I love mean, you guys, and we're still here to do the show for yeah, you. Yeah, we're so. just going to gonna keep plugging through, I think. Seriously, uh, guys? It, oh. Seriously? Oh, he's back. Ah, <laughs> he's back. We're, All right. What happened? <laughs> okay. You guys are just going to start the podcast like nothing happened? We have to keep the fans happy. All right. I don't well, know what you want. I'm James, and I'm back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've I've seen worse at, at parties. How's your... Uh, how's your... How's your... How's your... A little sore, I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Yeah. You got any uh, probes yeah, installed I'm, anywhere? Yeah, I'm probably going to do the rest <laughs> of this thing standing up. <laughs> but, uh... Anyways, Hi guys. <laughs> welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, home of uh, um, alien abductions and Ocean Recording Studio, home of Class One EVPs. You got that right. Ooh. Hey, that's a different show. Oh, that that's is a, a totally okay. different right. show. Sorry. Um, you know, I'm going to say this every time we get together. I was shocked that we did two. <laughs> we're going strong i think i think you said it best the other day when we posted episode two you said this is the most productive that me and you have ever been in our lives oh yeah yeah <laughs> with I, anything yeah i'm actually uh i'm i i've pretty much all of my energy is going toward this now so i've yep. i've stopped taking care of my children my wife is neglected because uh, <laughs> i can only focus on this now you know wow. i agree I, I quit my job and uh well, I'm actually, I'm here working now. This is so. your job, but, you're, but, we're not, we're, but we're not paying you for it, so kind of you could. We're paying him in beer. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's payment enough, I think, sweet, right? Sweet, sweet beer. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, today it's we dead. are drinking... Uh, well, right now we're not drinking it, well, but we're we will not, be drinking well, it. Well, uh, right now I'm drinking a, a Bud Light. Uh, we had to buy our beer for the uh, for the episode warm again because apparently when you buy booze that are not uh, normally sold in the area, they're always warm wherever th- you buy them. I think these are cold now. Is that cold? Oh, they're cold. Oh yeah. Oh, they're cold. So today, today, if you haven't figured it out yet, the theme theme of the show is aliens. More specifically, alien abductions. Alien movies. Alien abductions. Uh, I for and- one am super. Excited about this. I just want to point that out. I've been looking ever since we the decided. The show or the beer? Uh, well, the both. show. Both. 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 Yeah. But the show, ever since we decided that we were going to be doing this episode last week, I've been looking forward to it. Like, I've just been kind of chomping at the bit. I know you guys have too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all uh, we all have a, a, a deep relationship with, actually, just, just aliens and real, well, especially, I have the deepest, after that whole situation, <laughs> I have the deepest relationship. <laughs> We all love we all love the idea of aliens being out there. We love alien movies. Uh, and uh, oh, do you have a bo- yeah, anybody getting, got a I'm bottle getting. opener? Okay. So uh, today uh, we're drinking from uh, Harpoon Brewery. 
Uh, it's a Hefeweizen called UFO. And, which uh, is only fitting. Which is only fitting, going with our um, our, our topic for the day. Ooh. So we're going to crack these babies open real quick and find out what we're yeah, getting so ourselves harpoon. into. Yeah, so Harpoon. Have you heard of Harpoon Brewery before? Uh, to, to be honest with you, no. No, I, no, I, I haven't either. Uh, let's see back here. When we first brewed this beer in 1998, people thought we were from another planet. They were right. It's out of this world. Ooh. That's nice. Yeah, it's from, uh, what is it? <clears throat> uh, uh, Seattle, Vermont, I think. Uh, no, Boston and Windsor, Vermont. There's two breweries, it looks oh, like. I thought that I read so, earlier that they were from Seattle. Nope. Well, I'm dumb. Well, this is a unfiltered wheat beer. Let's see how it is. I'm going to drink mine away from the microphone because yeah, I'm yeah, the last episode. Gross. That, was that was pretty gross really last time. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it's, bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know if I would say that it's out of this world. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but it's good. No, it's a... It's a it's a Hefeweizen. It's a Hefeweizen. No, it's a pretty <laughs> It's a pretty good tasting beer. I. Uh, it's actually still not cold enough, probably. Uh, uh, mine's pretty cold. Mine's cold. Is it? Yeah. Well. I think you just have hot hands. Mm. <laughs> maybe, that's one of the, maybe that's one of the side effects of the abduction. That's possible. <laughs> Got a hot tutor, that's for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Before we get into anything, um, uh, we have some corrections. Yeah, from, this is going to be a week. new segment uh, because, you know, like we said in episode one, sometimes we're wrong. Most of the time, <laughs> we're wrong about some, stuff. So. Sometimes you get excited and you say things that aren't really true. Yeah. You or know. just, or you get caught up in a conversation. You you don't know something, so you just spit something else out, mm. and it ends up being wrong. Yeah. So uh, so corrections from last week. Uh, we were talking about the Halloween franchise quickly, and uh, we had said that Halloween Five was the one that introduced the occult backstory to Michael Myers. Right. When in fact, it was Halloween Six. The and, curse of Michael Myers. Yes, and yeah, c- clearly it's the curse, <clears throat> yeah. and we knew that, but we just weren't really paying attention. weren't thinking about yeah. it. And actually, so. just uh, on a personal note, week one, yeah. I mentioned that Blair Witch Project was the first movie that I, first horror movie that I ever saw in theaters when I remembered that actually two years prior, I saw I Know What You Did Last Summer. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. That way, is a good one. Way to completely crumble the foundation of the first I episode. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pointless now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the only thing that uh, that I noticed. Those are the only things that we said I'm wrong. I'm sure there was more. I'm sure there was a lot more. Nope. But no one's uh, called us out on it yet. Uh, speaking of people calling us out for shit, though, uh, we're starting to get some some feedback from the first episode. Um, it took a while because, you know, we're, we're recording these on a Tuesday, and they're being released on Sunday. So there's right. almost, a, almost a full week in between episodes. So by the time we're recording episode two, not a lot of people have listened to one yet. So... You know, uh, but we're starting to get some some feedback from uh, episode one, and people seem to dig it. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's been it's been cool. We definitely <laughs> didn't know what to expect going into it. Uh, we didn't know if anyone was going to listen, or only our friends. Turns out our friends don't listen to it. <laughs> and, hey, and it, only people that we don't me. know, which is cool. Uh, now, if I'm we gonna... can just get our friends to listen, then that'll be an extra you know two what? or three people. You know, screw our <laughs> friends. If you guys are listening to us, which you're not. Screw you. Yeah, you're never going to know. <laughs> Except for Carney. Hey, hey I'll Carney. call out Carney and Greg right now. They're, they're listening, so hi, guys. So we we officially, <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers right now, we officially have 53 whole Ooh, listens for right. episode one and 25 for episode two. Oh, episode two is catching oh, it's, up. It's halfway Quick. there at the, uh, at the double length time, so... And it, it took it took episode one <clears throat> like two weeks to get to 53 and only two mm-hmm. days for 
episode two. This is boring. I'm gonna hey, that... let's let's move on to what we've been watching lately. How about that? Uh, okay, okay. Uh, you, I'll start. How about I will? How about it? Well, start. the first movie that I watched, you actually watched with me. Hmm. So uh, this was a total just a just a blind pick on on Netflix called Monsters, and. Uh, uh, it was it was a pretty cool movie. I would actually probably file it under uh, m- more under drama. Uh, yeah, it's okay. kind of the way that you described uh, Dark Was the Night the other day. Yeah, yeah. It was more of a drama uh, with with monsters in it. That, that's, that, that's the thing about a lot of these movies. You go into especially with a title like Monsters, you go into expecting well monsters, and right. there are monsters in it, but it, that's not what the movie's about. They they use that more of a backdrop to tell the story of. In this case, you know these two people. Right. Um, super good. I would still classify it, you know, as a monster movie because yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's just it's just it's drama with a side of monster though. Uh, directed by Gareth Edwards, which Who you would know from what James? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he, he's directing the upcoming uh, Rogue One. Yep, which looks fantastic. He directed the new Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? That's all I'll do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> for the cast, you pretty much. Here's the thing. Here's here's what was weird. Is I, I'm I'm watching the credits to this movie, and I'm like, why are they only crediting two people in this movie? Uh, one being Scoot McNary. Scoot McNary. Which, by the way, this guy landed in the wrong profession because if that's not a NASCAR <laughs> driver, if that's not a NASCAR driver name, I don't know what is. Scoot McNary. Uh, Scoot McNary going around the bed. <laughs> and here comes Scoot McNary coming up on the. Oh. Number one uh, nobody, car, because nobody, it's number one. Nobody who listens to NASCAR is going to like us now. <laughs> well, no. Hey, no. Anybody who watches NASCAR could agree that Scoot McNary yeah. is a fantastic yeah, I'll, NASCAR I'll, driver. I'll get down on some NASCAR. Absolutely. Why not? I see. I, I'll do something else while you guys do that. <laughs> it's. It's. Uh, I'll just watch Days of Thunder. Hmm. Ricky, Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Ricky uh, Bobby. And then Whitney Abel. And uh, so... Two thing, two things about this cast. The the one, the reason that the cast is so slim is because they actually, basically every other person in the cast is like all the extras and all the other people. They're not, they, they're not actors. Yeah, everybody, everybody who was in the movie, they're just people who were around. They, they shot the entire thing on location. Yeah, and, they shot very opportunistically. Like they just yep. used the people that were around. They actually didn't get permission to shoot nope. on a lot of the, it was, the it was locations. A very, that it was used. very guerrilla style. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, and then uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, Scoot and uh, Scoot and Whitney, and uh, their names are Andrew and Sam in the movie. Uh, I was like, these two have some really good on-screen chemistry. And off-screen. And off-screen turns out because at the time they were uh, they were dating, I believe. Knocking boots. Now, yeah. <laughs> and now they're married. So that's that's a nice little fun fact. Probably not knocking boots anymore because, you know. Why? Because people, get, people get married, and because that just goes away once you get married. Goes away. Once you're trying to have kids, I how would you know? <laughs> I, you're right. You're right. And you know, with this movie, I actually I brought up to uh, Aaron that night. I was like, because I'm, I'm watching it, and then I was thinking about it afterward. I was like, this whole thing, this whole movie, seems like it's got this subtext, like this. With what's going on in America right now, yeah, the the Mexican and U.S. border uh, rela- well, yeah, relationship yeah. is not it's it 
And it just it it seemed weird because so many of the things in this movie kind of lined up with what's actually going like there was a wall like a physical yep. wall built between I think I know what you're Mexico and and the US and uh and just and then like I kind of viewed the monsters as sort of symbolic as like cuz there was the part near the end where a monster comes from the north and a monster comes from the south and they meet in the middle and they like have a yeah. short little romance romance monster romance and then that's go, what you can look forward to in this movie monster romance and then they go their separate ways and I'm like is this but then not to give away the whole thing, but then the military shows up and stuff kind of goes to shit. Yeah. And I'm like, is this supposed to be like a, like, it's it's kind of like Mexico and the U.S. could get along. They mm. could have their little it, it their, their seems... little uh, relationship and they could go their separate ways, but the military keeps getting involved and screwing things. Not necessarily the military, but the government. It almost seems like it, it could have been perfectly written for that. Right, but then I find out. But it I, wasn't. I actually wonder. Yeah, like I was, I was like, man, it really seems like it. But then I looked it up, and it no, just complete yep. coincidence. So it's, it's it's very similar to what we talked about last week with uh, uh, George Romero. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, like Night of the Living Dead is is regarded as this this you know racially charged you know ending or whatever. But got in, a lot of nothing to do with got it. Got a lot of subtext and yep. um, it's kind of that you know that could be more that could be more um uh what's the word I'm looking for um. Help me out here, what? like subconscious. Like you're you're paying t- you're you're seeing the stuff going on in the world, so it might just but, come through in the writing without you even. But the thing is, doing is it. this was made back in 2010, well, there's, I believe. There's been tensions for uh, yeah, a I know, long but time, not but. not nearly as much as I mean, especially with like the physical wall being built and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. So Trump um, Trump didn't happen yet. Right. Well, he did, but he was he was at that point he was just firing people on TV. You fired. You fired. You fired. <laughs> uh, so, what did you watch? Uh, okay, so I have one that I'm ex- I'm super excited to talk about. Um, I watched this movie called Twixt. 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 Um, only reason that I had ever featuring known... Fat Val Kilmer. If I'm not, if I'm... Featuring Fat Val Kilmer. If I'm not mistaken. Which, which I gotta say. He was really good in it. Like he played, uh, he he played it very straight. Like this chair it was, is very noisy. Sorry. Stop, stop moving. I can't. Well, I know you fidgety. I, I know your butt hurts. All right, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Fat Val Kilmer stars in this. Uh, it's I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the premise in layers because there's there's so much to it and it's so off the wall. This sounds like it's gonna go on for a long time. Um, I'll try not to. Uh, so Val Kilmer is an author. He's like the poor man Stephen King. He shows up to this uh, to the city and he's looking for the uh, the place to do his book signing. It turns out he's doing it in this little like hardware store and no one shows up. So he finds out that there uh, he's he he finds out that Edgar Allan Poe used to either live there or stay there or what have you. And so he's sticking around and he's he gets involved in this like murder mystery and he enlists the help of Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, and this whole entire crazy movie is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> it's, it's it's the most bizarre movie. There's so many different layers to it. Um, maybe, I'll, he's, I'll, maybe he's drinking too much of his own wine. Uh, maybe. Is it good wine? <laughs> well, I've never had it. Coppola's, Coppola's oh, wine? Yeah, I like it. I don't know. Maybe, ask, we'll, maybe ask, we'll have a Coppola day and we'll drink Coppola wine. Ask your friend who is a, a wine distributor if, if it's good or not. I don't Can know. Ask him right here. Hey, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Brian. Uh, fucking Brian. <laughs> we um, love you, Brian. We do? No. No, we don't. 
he's not going to listen to nope. this, so we could say whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so um, he doesn't really give anything away, but like uh, Val Kilmer, the reason that he can gang up with with Edgar Allan Poe is because every time he falls asleep or gets knocked unconscious, it's his subconscious. That it's does he spend a lot of time getting knocked yes, unconscious? Yes, yes, believe it or not, he does. <laughs> okay. It's bizarre. You need to watch it. It was really good though, and it was weird because the whole time that I'm watching the the, the movie, I'm like this. It feels like a stage production, like the look of it, the way that they uh, composed the scenes, the the way that they played the characters. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Dern is also in it, and Bruce Dern is one of my favorite character actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, uh, I, God, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of uh, his character, but he was the military guy in the Burbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, one of my favorite movies ever, but um, uh, he's great in it. Uh, Elle Fanning's in it. She plays the girl who uh, essentially visits Val Kilmer in his subconscious, and it's her murder that he's trying to solve, which coincides with another murder that's happening in the real world. It's so super she, layering. So um, she and Edgar Allan Poe are visiting him? Yes. Yeah. It's like I said. It's it's almost it's a little bit tough to explain without watching because there's so many layers to it and everything kind of like, like reacts to each now, other. Now you said to me earlier, you said, you're like I don't want to tell you who directed it because it's going to be a total. Why, well, well, why would that be a total shock to me? Because uh, because he because because uh, Francis Ford Coppola is is known for doing amazing things. He's known for pushing the envelope. You know, like Godfather and you know. He makes amazing movies. Yeah, but he's also like uh, you look at. Uh, he was also the executive executive producer of Jeepers Creepers and Jeepers Creepers Two. Was he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's done like all kinds of like. Oh no shit! He's he, he yeah it's. Huh. Well, okay. Well, yeah, he's known for these really prestigious films, but then he's also you know. I guess just I I'm more and, familiar with with I guess his more prestigious work I guess but regardless of yeah, which I think though, you'd be surprised if you actually looked up like some of the stuff he's done one of the cool things about this movie and I think the way the reason that it's shot the way that it is and it looks the way that it is is because it was meant to be a one of a kind film in that he wanted to essentially live edit the movies at every screening so what they did is they they filmed sh- uh, scenes way longer than their intended use, mm-hmm. and he was going to be at every single screening editing the movie as people were watching it. Really? That way you could he could make scenes longer, he could make them shorter. So he was could change. The, so was the first cut like five hours? He could make plot changes. Like he could like it. That was the idea. But I from from what I understand from doing my research on it is that it just didn't really come together. Which it seems that seems like a really big undertaking. Yeah. So oh, yeah. eventually they had to just picture lock it and and call it what it is. <laughs> But I think that what you're seeing in the movie, as far as its, its you know its visuals, is probably remnants of what it was supposed to be, uh, which which I think is kind of fascinating. I would have loved to see something like that happen. That's uh, yeah, it'd be really interesting. Yeah, it's like an art in itself of uh, you know like watching a uh, musician perform or like seeing exactly seeing someone making the movie right in front of you. you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Just. It, it does seem like it would be very hard to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense as to why it didn't really happen. But um, but yeah, it's a gothic horror though. It's you know it's it's good. I recommend it yeah, for anyone it looking out. for something a little bit different. Highly recommend it. Um, let's see. Uh, also, I and I don't want to get into. I, I watched a lot of alien-based movies in preparation for this week, so I don't want to get too crazy into them because we can talk about them later. But uh, I watched the fourth kind finally. Mm movie that you've been telling me to watch for a long time and uh, which which i had mixed emotions about the first time i saw it yeah which have changed now but we'll get into that later yeah uh so directed by ola ola tunde asun sanmi yeah i hope i said that right i don't think i did 
Uh, he's really, I mean, he's done mostly TV, couple mm-hmm. features, but uh, um, if you haven't seen it, it's Mila Jovovich, uh, Will Patton, Elias Coteas, and they, the whole premise of it is it's it's supposed to be explaining these disappearances in Nome, Alaska, and Universal, like really. You know how we were talking about Blair Witch, how they did the viral marketing? Yep, yep. Universal took it to like a whole different level with this one. Because yeah, they actually made false like false newspaper reports that looked like they came from reports in Nome, yep. Alaska and stuff like that. And they uh, they they essentially faked like they faked an entire phenomenon. Right. And and and, and didn't they didn't even put that out like in the forefront, you know, right. like they just, they put it out there so people could find it if they dug for it. Like because it was really it, from the, it, the, the fact is from the six, from the 1960s until like 2004, there were a lot of unexplained disappearances in normal Alaska. Yeah. yeah. And the producers of the movie basically had like this conspiracy theory that, Oh, it's, it's aliens. It's gotta be aliens. Yep. So they, yep. they, they crafted a movie out of well, it. Sure, and, I'm, I'm sure there's other people saying it. I'm sure it wasn't just the producers. Sure, idea. Yeah. They probably heard stories. Or, well, or, here's, or, here's know, the thing is that's, that's kind of what sparked the whole thing because the FBI was looking into it for a long time mm-hmm. and, uh, they basically chalked it up to because a lot of the people who went missing were people from surrounding areas who would come into town, and <laughs> the long and short of it is they would get plastered and was, then try was, to go back home. That was the official and explanation for it, right? Yeah. And then no, you know, in in Alaska, you're talking, you know, there's treacherous, uh, treacherous roads. There's you, like mountainous regions, uh, crazy weather. They well, they basically it, so yeah. like I said they basically chalked it up to these get, these dudes got plastered tried to get back home ended up lost forever right. you know the the when I I had mentioned that I had mixed feelings on this I remember <clears throat> the the first time that I saw this movie um, I bought into the whole entire thing like like I I, I well, thought well let me hold on let me explain because it this goes along with what oh, you're okay, saying okay 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 they actually <clears throat> uh, it's so that Mila Jovovich is playing this doctor. But then she explains at the beginning of the movie what you're going to see are dramatic, dramatic uh, um, recreations, recreations of actual footage. And then throughout the movie, have you ever seen it? No, Jay? I have not seen this one. I've throughout seen. the movie, they actually splice in uh, what looks like real footage caught on just like really crappy handy cam like they'll they'll split the screen and on one side you'll see the recreation and on the other side you'll see the supposed the real footage. footage right because they were because they were like um uh psychology sessions and whatnot so you know they always tape record those for right it was like hypnosis uh sessions yeah. that they were doing when did the suck one when this one come out uh, uh, you know, um, 2009, I think. Okay, so a few years back. Yeah. So sorry to ruin it for you and let <laughs> tell you that it's not real. No, it, it, it makes me excited to want to watch it. But that was the thing is like their whole marketing campaign was that it's kind of like Blair Witch, like this is real, and this is the most shocking video ever caught on tape of this kind of phenomenon. So watch the movie, and you kind of make up your mind about whether you believe it or not. Right. And then it came to light that it was all fake and it was all, you yeah. know. So so what 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 pissed me off about it when I first saw it, I said, I, you know, I was like, you know, this this movie is total BS. I, I was pissed because it did its job. It, it took me for a ride. Like, it it, it worked. Yeah. And I, I, I was pissed about it because I was like, oh, that sucks. I really wanted it to be this thing. I really, and it wasn't until we rewatched it the other night where I was like, 
this movie is so effective. I, I actually got pissed at it. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you wanted it to be real. Exactly. Yeah, you wanted, yeah. Not many movies can claim that. Right. Because like, most of them don't work. Right. You know, there's only been a few instances, in, and I think in, in history you can point to Blair Witch being one because people really thought those kids were dead. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other one, like Cannibal Holocaust. Like, right. they, they, they took the director to, to, to court. He had to, they had uh, and for Cannibal Holocaust, they like had like contractual things saying that you would need to disappear these actors for at least a year. And because pe- uh, we want people to not know that you live, like we want people to try to find you and they can't find you. Like, and uh, it got because it looked so real. They right. like the 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 uh, country or city. I don't, I don't know how high it went, but they took him to court for it because they on murder charges because they thought that these guys, these kids they were th- dead. They thought that they took these actors out in the middle of the yeah. woods and actually killed them off. And they had to bring them into court and actually say, "No, look, they're alive. They're wow. they're right here." <laughs> you know, the price better be right to make me want to have to disappear for a year for that. You oh know? yeah, <laughs> no, that was back in the. And, and probably with that, I'm I'm guessing they didn't pay them a ton for that, did um, they? Yeah, I I have no idea. I'm sure they were probably starving actors. <laughs> but now, this is but 19- now, those, now those people get $30 for a signature at a horror right. con. Yeah, <laughs> but but if it's one of those things to where if you're all in this together, a group of buddies that are making this film and they want it to strive and they say, yeah, I'll disappear for a year to try to make the biggest hoax of a movie on people yeah. of yeah. all time, they'll be known as geniuses. You know? If you're an unknown actor or even, you know, or just an unknown person, really, it's probably not that hard to disappear for no. a year. <laughs> it's, it's easy. You just continue to not get work. <laughs> right. Chances are they're probably not getting work. <laughs> uh, Cannibal Holocaust was in 1980, by the way. So, okay. right. you know, that was back when studios, even for smaller movies, they were putting, they were throwing a lot of money towards them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it was before the big, you know, studios, recessions and all that stuff. So who knows? They, maybe they did throw them enough money. I don't know. Um, oh, so uh, back to the fourth kind. Just to just to wrap it up, uh, I liked the movie. I thought it was cool. I thought it was effective. I you know like knowing that it's not real, it's not as effective. One thing that I did like though was the owl as a representation yes. for. They never actually show you an alien. They show you the owl, but when you think about it like an owl actually does look a lot like a classic gray yeah which is cool and so it's it's kind of creepier it's it's more like the what's implied and what's inferred by you as the as the viewer uh just by seeing an owl mm-hmm Makes Same it kind of makes it kind of creepier. Yeah, it's like the big yeah. black eyes with the angles and the corner. Like it, it, it looks yeah. like a gray. Yeah, it, it looks like your standard gray ailing. It, right. it, like it's, the kind of triangular face and the yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. And there's a really creepy shot that, of an owl where he like the follows the camera all the way around. It's super hey, cool. maybe owls are aliens, you know? Maybe they are. Owl, owl aliens. Maybe we're aliens. Owlians. Owlians. Did you watch something else? Um, I don't have anything else to to really talk about i i started watching uh, ash versus evil dead again i picked up the first season that came out this last week um trying to make my way through that again listen to the commentaries and whatnot uh i've seen the show already um i think i like it better on my second pass yeah um i'm, I'm such i'm such an evil dead fan when the uh when the season first season came out i liked it but i thought there were some certain certain choices that didn't really work you know like i was like okay it's good i'm happy that it exists I'm getting... like they brought back that bruce campbell guy yeah, for some reason no. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the fact that we have new evil dead with bruce campbell returning as ash is the best ridiculous thing ever. that it even exists to begin with so yeah. you can't be too mad at it um watching it a second time now though i'm i'm enjoying it more because i i'm not having that shock of re-seeing like the same character but 30 years later for right. however long it's been so yeah so that i mean it's it's better now though i'll when i'm done with it i'll talk more about it 
But cool. um, but yeah. Uh, kind of in the same vein, I finally started Stranger Things. Ooh. Uh, I'm only four episodes in, so we won't talk about it right now. But I just wanted to let you know that I did start it. Okay. Because like a thousand people have been telling me to. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it so, so far. So stay, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned. We'll talk we'll about have, that again. We'll have Stranger Things updates where you uh, can... Uh... One more thing, though, that I did watch last night that you've been telling me to watch for a long time. And it's, mm. once again, we can talk about it more. Oh, <laughs> I, said, I, I said this with the fourth kind. We can talk about it more. And then we ended up talking about it for 20 minutes. But uh, Fire in the Sky. Ooh. I guarantee you most people listening to this have not heard of that movie. <clears throat> really? I don't think so. I, I I had never heard with, about it before. With a cast like this, like I can't imagine that you. I, I don't think that it's that cast. popular. That's a great movie. It's one of once the... once again, kind of like monsters, like we said earlier. It's it's more of a drama uh-huh. with just some aliens thrown in. It, it, the it's whole thing, the, drama, the whole thing revolves around an abduction. But yeah, it's the drama of an abduction, though. So right. the entire thing has to do with. Aliens. When you first told me about it, you're like. When you watch it on your laser disc, you're like, "Oh man, I watched this movie on laser disc." Was... I watched another alien movie on laser disc. We'll talk about later too. <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, arrive, uh, uh, not arrive, a flare in the sky." It, he he told me about it, and he's like, "This is it's it's <coughs> one of the creepiest alien movies you'll ever see. Not because the aliens are scary or anything like that, but it's like what you would imagine." would really happen to somebody uh, as after. Far, after an abduction goes, as far as their mental state, you know? And the people surrounding them, too. The rest of the, the townsfolk, the people who right. are around this kind of thing. And um, honestly, honestly, the part that creeped me out the most in that movie was when they first find Travis again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's leaned up let's against not, hey, let's, the... Let's not, let's not get into this right now, though, because we can talk about... Oh, okay. You know what I'm well, saying? Uh, so let's anyway, save, let's save some. some uh, uh, it was directed by Robert Lieberman. Uh, he's done mostly TV stuff, but also D3, Mighty Ducks. Oh no! Shit. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, Robert Patrick, who's awesome in everything, because he's the man. Yeah. Yeah, and in real life, he's just the man. He's just a super cool he's dude. Also made of liquid metal. Now you're a man. <laughs> a man, man, man. man. Nobody's going to understand that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everybody will understand that. Uh, D.B. Sweeney, uh, Peter Berg. I love Peter Berg. Henry Thomas, who I saw his face and I was like, he looks so familiar. Why can't I Why can't I place where he's from? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's the kid from E.T. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Right. And I had no idea that he was even still around. Like, yeah, if you think about his face, like, he looks exactly the same, just... I never older. even noticed that, dude. And then I, so I looked him up. I was like, I was like Henry Thomas. Like I didn't, I didn't know he did anything after ET. Really, he's had a pretty extensive career. Did he? Did he? Is he doing more like character acting, like more like supportive roles, or is uh, he? Uh... I, I look it up. I mean, I, 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 I can't. I, I can't remember a ton of this yeah, stuff yeah, just because yeah. I was kind of going through this. I was, I just watched it last night, so I was going through this quickly today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I. Like I said, I recognized his face, and I was like, "Why? Why can't I think of who that guy is?" So I I looked up the IMDb for this movie. I I uh, saw his name, and then I went to, and then I was like, "Dude, that's the kid from ET. That's crazy, crazy cool." And then uh, Craig, <laughs> Craig Schaefer, uh, who I know from, I think the fourth Hellraiser movie. Was that the one? That was one in space. Oh, that was 
Bloodlines? Bloodlines, yeah. Was Bloodlines yep. the one? Yep. No, the, Craig Schaefer was the in the one. It might have been five then. It was the one that was... It was basically just a crime drama. Yeah, Inferno. But yeah, 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 yeah. It was basically oh, a I, crime drama, but then just with some movies. with some Cenobites just kind of jammed in oh, there. Oh, that was the first one. Uh, that was that <clears throat> essentially was another script that they took and turned into a Hellraiser movie. Right. It wasn't. Yeah, written, yeah it was, right. It wasn't written as it. And uh, James Gardner, <clears throat> James Garner, who's who's awesome. Uh, uh, I guess we can get more into this one as we talk yeah, about our yeah. actual. Yeah, because I, I want to get the into the tofu of the conversation. The tofu. Um, so, <laughs> I want to move away from um, abductions to death real quick. We yeah. lost. Uh, we lost a good one this week. Yeah, we did. And by the time you hear this, it's going to be almost a week since. Yeah, we lost yeah. This everyone, everyone's already heard about time. it, but we we figured we would uh, pay tribute to him. Uh, we lost Gene Wilder this week. Yeah, super, 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 super sad. bummy. Yeah. Um, I mean, just when I was a kid, you know. Um, uh, Charlie, no, uh, um, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. I always <laughs> want to say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because that was the book, and then the shitty new movie. Right. Um, no, uh, he's he was amazing. Like he he that the best in- interpretation of that character you could possibly imagine. It's iconic. You know, he, so many other <clears> roles, <throat> but more specifically that that pertains to us is you know he was he was in probably one of the best you know horror comedy spoofs of all time. Absolutely. You know, Young Frankenstein. Dude, what a good movie. Easily, easily. Oh man, what a good movie! Easily, Mel Brooks's—I dare say best. Yeah, I really I, do. I don't um, think I would disagree with I, you there. I like almost everything that he's done, but Young Frankenstein just is—is is a masterpiece. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, yeah, it's a sad day. Mm-hmm. Total bummer. Was he, was he um, sick? I didn't. I, I should have read more. You know, I didn't. It, yeah, I didn't really look at. Do you know? Yeah, they said that he. Um, he had Alzheimer's the past few years. Oh. And they didn't make it known to too many people except for his family. Um, and so at the very end, they said he he went peacefully. Mm-hmm. There, all the family was standing around holding hands and listening to his favorite song. What was his was favorite song? Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, wow. Uh, I forget which actress it was that they did a, a skit or something with where she sang it to him. <clears throat> and it was her version, I believe. Not Judy if Garland. I, if I'm wrong, you'll you'll write back to us and tell us that I'm dumb. No, uh, it wasn't Judy it, Garland? It was not, no. Oh. Um, and... I believe it said it was this other actress's version playing on loop or, or they're, they're listening to the tracks and it got to that song as he passed and that was uh, his favorite song that's of all amazing. time. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go... It, it was something pretty insane like that, but I mean, I was reading it from the, the Fox 2 News Facebook page, so right. it, okay. it could have been inaccurate. I'm not sure. But. Sure. That's awesome. I mean, not awesome that he died, but just that that moment to kind of happen to play out like that. That's, yeah, that's great. But he, uh, he will be missed. Absolutely. All right. Um... So dig us out of this hole, Mikey. Dig us out. All right. um. (laughs) Like the aliens did to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds gross. (laughs) So, so, oh, uh, I actually, you you did send me your super sweet agenda today, and I'm not looking at it. I did. Yeah. Uh, So, is there? uh, Are we? Are we ready to jump into the uh, the tofu? The tofu. Yeah. Yeah. Tofu. Let's do it. Um, Okay. Before we before we start talking about. You know our movies. The way this, I, I, if if you've been listening <laughs> to the show, is you obviously understand by now, whatever topic we're talking about, we're always going to pick out our favorite movies or movies that are good representations of of the topic. And um, excuse me. And we're going to go from there. But before we get into the the, the actual movies that we want to talk about, I figure um, let's go over some things just about aliens in general. You know, like uh, like the the one of the big questions is you know we are a this is a horror podcast. And I'm sure there's a lot of people like, Google, <clears throat> aliens are sci-fi. 
It's not horror. It's a big debate. It is for for a lot of people. Um, I personally, I'll start, completely disagree with that sentiment. I, I think <clears throat> that I think that sci-fi is just as much horror. It's just a different type of of horror. Well, I you know like I think we've said this a couple times already. Horror is subjective. Yeah. And for me personally, I find aliens subjectively horrifying. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's exactly how it, I feel about it's it. It's yeah. just because there, there's not, there's not much scarier than, than but, this idea of not being alone, and you know, possibly just, even coming in contact with, like that's as you just recently were. As I do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my 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 nightmares came true. <laughs> well, the thing, well, just they playing bad, devil's though. advocate they though, bad. you wouldn't consider ET. A horror movie. Well, no. That's like it's weird. Um, uh, you, I wish. But I the also wouldn't consider you know Young Frankenstein a horror. It's it's it's, it's the same. You you're taking you're taking characters <clears throat> that are traditionally uh, considered horrifying yeah. and and putting them in a different light. I always forget the name of it, and you always correct me. But the those diagrams where it's you know one circle and then it overlaps. And Venn then, diagram. Venn diagram. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's the way I look at like sci-fi and horror. You know, most most sci-fi movies will fit in that middle area, and there's always going to be stuff on the outside of that right. that convergence. But um, I think most of them you can fit into that area and and get away with it. Yeah, you right? got you got you have, Just you have like sci-fi you, in one circle and horror in one yeah. circle, and they have an overlapping yeah section where you got sci-fi. And horror. I know most of the stuff that I'm going to talk about tonight very very much fits into that that center right um that center area um <coughs> what about you jeff what do you think yeah you know same thing like there's going to be in the opposite of the spectrum there's there's going to be horror movies that definitely do not classify as sci-fi movies you know mm-hmm. you know um i mean it, it all depends on the person's perspective of what they think is scary or not well, and if, if you want to look at it is what's horror and what's not you know yeah well well perfect perfect example is uh there's this, uh, it's a newer movie called uh, extraterrestrial it was uh, it was put out on the Scream Factory yeah. a little while ago. I think IFC put it out, um, and that movie. It was funny when I watched it. Yeah, it's it's an alien movie. Obviously, very obviously, it's called Extraterrestrial, um, but it's also a Cabin in the Woods movie, you know. And it plays it plays very much like a slasher Cabin in the Woods type movie. You know, you have a group of kids. They're out in the middle of nowhere. The alien happens. They're trying to hole up. They're trying to attack. Like, you know, like it, it plays so out the all, exact same it's, way. It's almost kind of like a like a slasher movie. Sort of, but... It, but with, with an alien. And and more sci-fi, they're trying to abduct them rather than kill them. Right. Essentially. Um, wasn't the greatest... Wasn't the, Which is still horrifying. You sure. Know? Oh, sure. <laughs> Even if, if somebody's trying to stab me or if they're trying to take me away and stab me in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, many, so many butt jokes this time. <laughs> equally... equally. Equally horrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that, that movie, though, since I, since I brought it up, that movie... Eh, not the greatest movie in the world. It's it's like um it's like rock music, you know. There's a lot of just very cliche, just like turn on eight nine x and there's about twenty five butt rock bands in a row that sound exactly the same. Some of them are decent, some of them are worse than others, you know. But they just exist. Like that's where this movie kind of falls in. Like it exists. It's yeah. it's it's a movie about aliens uh-huh. and there's kids and yeah. It, it, Okay. <laughs> it's it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it, it's they they sure made it. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it, it's if you're just looking for something to put in for like popcorn value, sure, give right. it a spin. But it's nothing that necessarily. Just a fun. 
I mean, was it entertaining? Uh, yes and no. The I, the aliens were they were your standard greys, um, which typically I I like. These ones were a little bit lanky for my taste. They looked a little bit weird, you know. Like greys are always supposed to be skinny and lanky, or whatever, yeah. but these ones were like the super tall ones. That and I, oh, sorry, they were ahead. all digital. They're all CG, which. I just didn't care for the look you of could them. Tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they was good CG. I'll give it that. It was, they, they did a good job on what they did. I just don't think that the the idea itself necessarily worked. Uh, that um, actually, that right there, kind of plays into my my next question. Okay. For y'all, uh, what is your what is your favorite cinematic representation of aliens? Well, I'll let one of you guys do that first because I pretty much just said mine. Okay. So. Well. <laughs> I can already tell you that I can agree with you. What do you What do you think? Like, what's it? You know, I've always enjoyed the same idea. The really skinny. Generally, they have like the uh, the black, almost like Under Armour on suits, where it's super skin tight. Mm-hmm. You know, and they you see their face, and they, they, you know they got their their black suits on, and they're just like. So you're talking like the looking, like the you know? classic like unsolved mysteries. Oh, like yeah. I saw this thing in yeah. the wood. Like it, it so just it just looks creepy. You know? They're called they're typically called grays. Like you're yeah. talking about the like so oh, yeah. big head, big eyes, no mouth. Definitely right. Okay, so I think we can all agree on this. Grays are the absolute best kind. That would of alien. be the scariest type to me. You know, not none of that men in black, yeah, I, big roach. Like none of that's not scary. It's funny to me. Right. Those guys. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. See, I because I there are plenty of movie aliens that I love. You know, like I love the xenomorphs. Mm-hmm. That's that just goes without saying. I love Predator. Like if I could own one uh, replica suit that I could wear around my house, it Predator. would be the Predator suit. <laughs> well, that's really cool, you know. But it, it, it's cool. But this, but the, the, uh, the yeah, gray alien is so mysterious. Yeah, exactly. That you don't know what's like. You don't see the claws coming at you. It's just. He stands there, looks at you, and all of a sudden, poof! Something right. happens. You feel threatened by it, but you have yeah. no idea why because it kind of looks. That's creepy. It kind of looks like you could take him. <laughs> but, right, right. But, but you don't <laughs> want to. But you don't want to try. Seen kid right here with a skin tight Under Armour shirt on. Go beat this guy up, but you don't. You don't. Um, yeah, I think I think one of the reasons I like the Grays so much is because um, I like the idea of an intelligent humanoid alien, like. When you when you put those up against like, excuse me, like creature aliens, they're not as scary because the, the creature aliens almost seem like those are like the animals from the planet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like critters. Yeah, like those would be the the wild animals running around, whether they're intelligent or not. You know, like. Right. Um, whereas the greys, they just they they're meticulous. They know what they're doing. They're abducting you on purpose. It's not primal. It's not you know. Uh, ingrained in them they're doing right. it for a reason when you think about crop circles like they're the guys that are responsible for the crop circles they're the ones that are marking the earth in certain oh, right. places well, as, I, as like a form of uh you know triangulation yeah like mapping things out that's yeah yeah sorry i interrupted I, you i wish crop circles were real i <coughs> so wish crop circles were real have hope man i know i've have seen faith. i've seen too much about how to do it to know that there's some really good-looking crop circles, I, though. And there's really smart people that can do them. Though. Oh, That's yeah, the they're, called, they're called aliens. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that it, it doesn't take a smart person to make a crop circle. It just takes some drunk jackass yeah. with a... Not with to make the good ones, though. With, no. a length, with a length of rope, two lengths of rope, and uh, and, and a two-by-four. That's but you all think, you need. You, no, you think that's not all you need, though, because you think that you can go out into, a crop, in, into crops with just lengths of rope and a two-by-four and make... 
crop circles that look real. Absolutely. No, it's you, you have to you have to map out your geometry. It's be GPS you have to know a lot of times they Nowadays. GPS it. They they have to know where they're going. There's no way in hell that you could go out there without that type of information and make perfect circles. Yeah, and here's how you do it. You you put a stake in the middle mm-hmm. and then you attach a rope to it and then you just stamp down the corn like you you pull that rope tight and then stamp down the corn in a circle well then how do you explain the ones that have like an outline around them you can't you can't have that rope going through corn that's not knocked down to have an outline around it you have to be able to follow it somehow that's true so yeah you're right you can do it that way it's because it's aliens mike you (laughs) son of a bitch it's it's probably a lot easier nowadays with the gps technology like um when they do uh corn mazes the really advanced ones where you see Mm -hmm. a picture of like Jaden Smith, and it looks just like Jaden Smith. Um, <laughs> oh, the most terrifying corn maze ever. <laughs> you, you know, like, an alien so they, they, what they do in, the, in their big corn combines and stuff where they're cutting these out, um, they got a GPS signal that says, you know, turn left here, in little tiny turns, it tells them exactly what direction and when to turn. Huh. So all they have to do is just sit there, go straight, these little turns, and, and they're good. They get the yeah, whole there's, map There's done. a lot to it. Well, the people, but, that, the I mean, people that you, do it now, they make you look, at, you look at crop circles from back in the uh, 70s and 80s, they're still pretty intricate, and they weren't using. There GPS was no, ones. there was nobody with an iPhone back then. A lot of times, those old ones though, too, though, it would be like three or four circles, just you know, big ones, smaller, smaller, smaller. Though, right? You, know, you see the ones still nowadays though, sweet. and they're they're so geometric and they're they're so in depth. It's 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 incredible. It's they're bunch, works of art. It's a, it's a bunch of just design nerds out there. Now, I will say, maybe drunk aliens. Drunk aliens. <laughs> drunk aliens with, <laughs> with with lengths of rope and boards. <laughs> Um, um, so, uh, we should probably get back to movies because yeah, this is yeah, a podcast yeah. about movies. What is, uh, what is your personally, what's your personal favorite alien movie? Um, honestly. Horror. I mean, like trying to, you know, like. It's a good question. I've been, I've been trying, I've been thinking about this all day and I really do like, we talked about Fire in the Sky. That might very well be one of my favorite abduction movies um the end of that movie is crazy like when they not not to give anything away but when they eventually take you aboard the ship Uh and they it's terrifying the 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 one thing that i wish that they didn't do is they they show the aliens a little bit too much because you lose that sense of of wonder about them a little a little bit yeah um you mean you just watched it? Would I just you, do you watched agree? It. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, they do. It, like you say, it's just it, you. It, they kind of lose their mystique a little bit mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, there's another alien. I mean, granted, it only takes place in like a ten minute span of time. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're seeing the aliens over and over. But it's pretty visceral at the end. Like they, 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 <laughs> they, they, they pump is, a lot into that ten minutes. That's to... definitely uh, one of the. One of the best, um, like alien experimentation scenes I've oh. ever seen. If you have, if you have, if you can't watch things happen to people's eyes, I don't recommend watching. That's <laughs> the, the end of this movie. That's the thing, though. Is oh, like, that scene skeeved me out so bad. But I've seen other movies where they actually show the needle go into the eye. Yeah. I, I think like this I'm, one was it that like milky it's, stuff? Yes, that... <laughs> it's like everything. Like I don't know. Like there, yes, there See, are but things. I, that, there's but things I thought, that are worse. But what I thought during that was, oh well, they just poured that stuff into his eye. It must be a uh, 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 a uh, like a sedative of some kind. Nope. Um, why? 
Well, he's screaming like crazy. Uh, it's because he's being held down by some kind of weird vacuum skin that's like. You'd be screaming. I guess you'd be screaming like crazy too. too. There's no other reason for them to put that stuff in his eye. I thought. I kind of thought. Well, well, that was nice of him. At least they kind of like doped up his eye a little bit, so he can't feel the giant needle go into it. They might be aliens, but they have heart. That was. <laughs> that was. Uh, I, I think DB Sweeney, his performance uh, during that part, and and after they. Well, you actually see that more toward the end after they find him back on earth but his his performance like as a a person who has gone through this experience i thought was awesome when they first find him after he's returned to earth and uh his his fiance or girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. goes to like kind of comfort him when he's sitting next to the ice machine mm-hmm. his reaction to that was the part that i found the most frightening yeah the well, way could, the way he screams just from like this is the woman that you love and she tries to just gently touch and him and he screams just, just terrified of everything and so like, she pulls away and then she tries to touch him again and he does it again even harder I was like oh my god that yeah. was like so chilling it's it's one of the most like realistic portrayals of how somebody would actually act after going through something that like tormenting like something like, well to be fair I mean I just went through it and I'm pretty good well, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you also, no, you your also nose like has been run- stuff. <laughs> your nose has been running a lot recently. I don't know. But. No, that, I I agree with you though. Like I, when I saw that, I was like, "That's exactly because if you remembered it, because a lot of a lot of alien abduction movies kind of deal with, uh, you know, they wipe your memory. Yeah, kind of like the fourth kind yeah. did. Yep. Even though everybody knew that there was some kind of underlying. It was like they could remember remember like like vague. Like little Glimpses. snapshots. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like getting blackout drunk. <laughs> Not that we would know what that's about. Perhaps we're getting abducted every time. <sighs> that's... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like his... The way... Like somebody... If, if somebody could remember what had happened to them, it would completely break them mentally. And that's kind of what happened to him. And I, I thought that was a cool portrayal. Yeah. Um, well, and it's actually based off of a true story. It so is. he's which is well, which makes it even more terrifying. An, an allegedly true story of uh, Travis Walton. He plays DB Sweeney. Plays Travis Walton, who is the in real life. That's his name, Travis mm-hmm. Walton. And it was uh, Fire in the Sky was based off of the book uh, The Walton Experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie actually differs pretty vastly from the actual Walton experience, though. Have you read anything about that? Um, you know what? I did when I first saw it. It's been a while, though. So, uh, the way... Because, you know, you know how the uh, the experimentation scene goes in the movie, obviously, and we we kind of just described a, a good deal of it. Um, what the real Travis Walton claims happened was uh, that he was in this room with, I think he said, four aliens or alien beings. Mm-hmm. And he ended up jumping up off the table, and he grabbed an instrument from a from a table nearby, and he was wielding it like a weapon. And all of the aliens just kind of calmly filed out of the room. And at that point, a human in a blue suit with a glass helmet walked in to the room. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm missing a I'm missing a part. After they filed out, he ended up uh, walking into an, another room where he found a, a big high back chair, and he sat in the chair. 
he fiddled around with some controls and stuff and just from what he did he kind of deduced that he was in some sort of observatory hmm. and then then a human walked in and you know blew his mind he's like why is there a human here yeah. when i was just dealing with aliens he asked the person what was going on. They didn't say anything to him. They grabbed him, took him down a corridor, let him out into a hangar, which was filled with other UFOs, and then led him to another room with three other humans. And he just kept asking questions. They didn't uh, answer any of his questions. They basically just motioned for him to lay down on a table, which if you're asking questions and you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on with you, why would you just willingly lay down on this table? I have yeah, no weird. idea. Unless he, so he said, unless he unless he was like under mind control or may, something like that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like at this point, you, you'd think that if you're dealing with humans, then why? This all sounds. This all sounds very. So he so he lays down on the table. He <clears throat> says a woman comes and puts a mask over his face, and he passes out, and that's the last thing that he remembers. Like this is the actual. Like this is the real account of what Travis Walton says happened. It sounds very like X Files. It does. You know, with the humans or whatever, and it sounds very much. Like, I know the movie that you want to talk about, because there's a lot of that in uh, The Arrival. Yeah. Oh, a lot yeah. Of, a lot of human interaction with, with be- things. But before we get into that... Um, uh, before that- we start that, there is talk of a remake <clears throat> of Fire in the Sky. Really? Did you know that? No, I didn't. But, but with the more, like, leaning more toward the actual Travis Walton story. I'd be okay with that, though. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested the, in seeing this. This original one, too... Um, before we move on, you know, the the you said the scene that got you the most is when they first find him. Yeah. The scene that that really got to me is after they're they're trying to, you know, reintegrate Travis Walton back into his normal day to day life, or whatever, and mm-hmm. they have this party like a welcome back party where everyone wants to see him and say hi or whatever. He he disappears, and they can't find him, and they eventually find him cowering under a table in the kitchen, like just just terrified of life. And that was the scene to me that seemed so real because you think of people who have mental illness, people who have, you know, other things going on. When they can't handle what's going on, you're you, you people cower. You know, they, they want to get away with it. I was I was watching that scene and I was pissed at all these people in his life. Like, of course, yeah, he's been missing for five days, so you want to come see him, but you're gonna hold a freaking surprise yeah, it, party. That, that seems. Oh my, come on, like give him a little space. And so he walks in and he's just completely, you know. There's people everywhere. He so just went through the most traumatic thing that you could go through, mm-hmm. and and he just ends up yeah and that, cowered under. And then that's the scene because he somebody spills some syrup and it lands on his face. That's the scene that kind of transitions into where they show you his whole his what he's alien through, experience yeah. where he got experimented on. Yeah, but that like I said, that was the scene that really did it for me. That cemented like holy holy shit. This this really like is. It seems real like, right. because this is how this is how people would, would react. You know, people who go through traumatic experiences, this is how they react. You right. know? So it's, it's <laughs> you okay there? Yeah. Uh, it's 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 really steeped in in realism. Right. Um, I, I I dug that so. Fire in the Sky. Check it out if 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 you're listening to this and you've never heard of it, never seen it. Yeah, it's I, on Netflix now. We didn't know that is, until yeah. last night. So, because <laughs> I, I can, didn't I didn't have time to go over to Mike's and watch it on LaserDisc. Say, where you track it down on LaserDisc. Flip the disc every a, twenty seconds. It gives you a beer break. That's true. It's the best format. It gives you a beer break. Every every second <laughs> of my life is a beer break, Mike. All right, Jay. I know you want to talk about the arrival. The good old arrival. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just jump into her. I was excited for this because you guys brought up the uh, when we got together and shot over the details for this week's episode. You know, uh, that was the first movie that came to mind for me. 
And uh, and immediately before I even got to say it, Mike was like, "Oh yeah, the arrival." And I was like, "This son of a bee," you know. And uh, see, so yeah, that that's a a pretty creepy movie with with how it's all laid out. Um, I haven't or, seen it in a while. How has it aged? Well, I was gonna say, when was the last time you saw it? It's a motorcycle, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, no, that was me uh, thinking about what over ten years ago. Okay. Or something. So what's the what's the one thing about that movie? that just sticks with you that you remember the most mm-hmm. for me it was remembering the uh there was a young child that uh that was playing a part in there and they thought he was just a regular kid that they were gonna help him out taken care of and right at the very end his knees lock backwards and he runs off into the desert mm-hmm. well at that point charlie sheen knows he's yeah, an alien, that, right? yeah that's the very end scene right that's, right <laughs> Well, the very end scene of the climax. It's, so there's a little bit after it. It's but the like, knees. That's the, the knees are what so, everybody but, but anytime, anytime the knees do that, they take off. You're like, oh, yep. my God. So, so I'm watching this. I'm watching this. I'm thinking, oh, I can't, I can't wait to see these knees, man. So I remember from when I saw it way back in the day. I was so excited to see it. Um, the thing is, that movie has aged incredibly well. Um, it's incredibly well in terms of the story. Like it's a, it's still effective. Actually, the story is better than I remember it. Okay. Uh, it's super, super good. What hasn't aged is the backward bending knees part. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks pretty, pretty damn rough. Really? Uh, like it look. What it, this is what it looks like. like. Like when I when I remember watching it, I remember like a very precise crack in the knees right right like and the sound that went with it yeah yeah well when you watch it nowadays it's a little bit more muddy than that like the the, the they look a little bit unproportionate to the rest of like the whole body and essentially what it looks like they did is they superimposed a guy standing with his legs straight and then bending and his then bending knees. him forward they flipped it and superimposed it back onto his body. <laughs> okay, right on. So it looks really strange. Like it's it's really weird. And when they walk, like when when they're walking like that, it's really awkward. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, how to describe when you, it. Walk when you told strange. me you were watching, I I haven't seen the arrival in in years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you told me you were watching it, I was like, I remember the knees being weird. And uh, so I looked up that end scene mm-hmm. where you know Charlie Sheen's yelling down to the to the kid in the desert. Go tell him I know I know why you're here. I know what you're yep, doing. Yep. <laughs> We're gonna fight. <laughs> and then the knees and then the knees hit and I'm like, Oh man, that does not look good. Yeah. So that's it, why I want to know if the rest of the movie kinda aged well. Because I the know rest of the there, movie are did parts, age well. there are parts where they do like a close up of the knees, right? Yeah, and that even that still like, doesn't not, look yeah, that great. It, it's all weird. No, this is keep in mind, this is at the beginning of, of, of decent CG too. Sure. The aliens themselves are all CG. Um, in the behind the scenes on the on my disc, uh, they were saying how they originally wanted to do practical effects, and back then, if you could do CG, oh, they always said, oh, this is gonna look way better than a than a you know a rubber mold, <laughs> or it's gonna you know. So they did it, and it does look it does, looks decent. The aliens look decent. It's very clearly early '90s CG, um, but for that time though, it doesn't look terrible. Um, it's funny just to make a small point here. It's funny how things kind of come full circle because now. What's coveted in horror movies, at least for fans like us, nowadays what's coveted in horror films is really good practical effects. Absolutely. You, and it's kind of like want... a, it's kind of a dying art. Like there's not a ton of people who do it anymore. Well, look at Stan Winston. Stan Winston shut down his 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 shop. He's one of the most <laughs> prolific practical effects artists like to ever exist. 
Like he's he's up there with uh, like Ray Harryhausen. You know, didn't Stan Winston did for practical effects. Stan Ray Winston, Harryhausen didn't did Stan for... Winston die? Uh, Is that why he shut down his shop? No, Stan Winston no. died, dude. Did he? Um, well, even who, uh, am I, who am I thinking of though? Who am I thinking of? Uh, there while, was... while you're looking that up, my sister actually was going to go into that to yeah. do all the super cool practical effects. Well, wasn't stuff. she going to go to uh, She Savini's? went to a Tom Savini school yeah. out, in, out in Pittsburgh and I got to go check that out with her out there. We got to meet Tom Savini, which, was, which was incredible. He I've, just, heard, I've heard he's kind of an a-hole in real life. <laughs> he was just uh, he was just happened to be walking down the hall and he saw a couple of people there with, that were interested in the school and he just stopped and goes, hey, you know, I'm Tom. Let's so go down. He, Let me show so you around a little cool. bit. Yeah, and he was really cool. Maybe it's I'm sure like people who are coming to his school, he's probably pretty cool yeah. to him. I've heard on set. He's no, not he, really he was the telling us at that ever. moment. He said he he was just getting back from filming uh, some of the Lost Boys, the remake. Yeah, and he was just coming back into the shop there after filming some of that stuff before Lost, the new Lost Boys came out. Uh-huh. And uh, so it was kind of cool to hear about that a bit. I and, uh, um, I, I screwed Tom uh, yeah, Savini yeah. on twenty bucks once. <laughs> well, before <laughs> Did you get his autograph, before we have, before we have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I shook his hand for free. It's okay. The joke's on me. If we ever get into it, the joke's on me. Before so. we before we make the the correction in our new correction segment next week, yeah. Stan Winston died in two thousand eight. No, who was no? I'm I'm sorry. I who was the other? He was a huge effects guy, and he shut down his studio. Um, it was just this is just within the last I don't know five or six years, um, probably less than. You're not talking about. Uh, oh my god, why can't I? Th- I'm. I, mean, I feel like an idiot now because I know. Oh my god! Well, while you're while you're looking that up, I'm going to tell my Tom Savini story. Okay. Uh, so I met Tom Savini at Motor City Nightmares about I don't know four or five years ago, something like that. And um, I, I I went up to him and I was talking to him, and he could not have cared less about talking to his fans. He had he had some woman sitting next to him who was a little bit younger than him, and he was just giving all of his attention to her. Like like I went I went up to him. And you know, saying you know, I love I love your work, you know, blah blah, blah Dawn of the Dead, you know, all that all that stuff. Like I just I love his his early work, and he just could not have cared less. Like like wow. you 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 meet a lot of people who are so appreciative of of the fans, so you know everything, and um, so I'm I'm doing that or whatever. I want to get I want to get an autograph. I have an autographed VHS collection because you know, what else would I get autographed? <laughs> um, and the thing was is I thought that I had grabbed the remake that he directed, but I didn't. I grabbed the original George Romero one. So when I went to go get it autographed, most people, this is the first, this was the first time I had been to Motor City Nightmares. And it's the first time I'd actually, this might've actually been my first uh, con experience. And I wasn't used to how things <coughs> go with them. And I didn't see a sign on his table saying how much an autograph was. So I'm like, oh, well, he must be just be giving him away. So, I get, so he I give him this this Night of the Living Dead that he had nothing to do with, <laughs> and, he, and he signs it and then he goes that'll be twenty bucks and I go oh um I didn't see I didn't see his sign I don't have any money left and he takes the tape and just goes and just throws it back to me <laughs> so I just I just grabbed it and walked away I go all right see ya <laughs> I just grabbed it and walked away on a tape that's not even his on a tape that's that, so the joke's on me I screwed him out of 20 bucks but now I have Tom Savini autographing a movie he had nothing to do with <laughs> that just reminds me of why do you got Randy Jackson's autograph on a samurai sword <laughs> well I just had this sword and I saw Randy Jackson and you're not gonna not get his autograph right what's that from from Step Brothers oh um I, I to go back to your uh your thing about was it somebody from KMB no no, no. 
oh my god, I, this is gonna drive me insane. This is gonna drive me crazy. Well, I mean, there, there, I, I promise you, there is a guy. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> there is a guy somewhere. Somewhere there's a guy a who closed down his business. And but we'll think of who this guy is. But the thing is, though, is that he was he was huge in the industry, and. He had one of the biggest effects houses, and he shut his doors because of because uh, CG. Yeah. Because just people weren't paying for good practical effects. When people wanted practical, they didn't want to pay for it. But and I'm, his business. But he, like he, I was saying, like that, it's coming back into at least at least with independent movie makers, like that. I, it's practical is kind of the way to go nowadays. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's it's still more expensive. Though. It's, that, oh, it's that, absolutely more thing. expensive. Yeah. Um, but you're finding though, you're finding a lot of guys who are doing it for cheaper too. Um, Adam Green, uh, the director of Hatchet and uh, Frozen, uh, creator of the Hatchet uh, trilogy and whatnot. Holliston. Uh, Holliston, yeah. Uh, uh, host of the movie Crypt with his guy, Joe Lynch. His guy, Robert Pennegraft, he started his effects house. It's called his effects house is called Aunt Dolly's Garage because it's literally in his Aunt Dolly's garage, <laughs> like. So they're doing it. They're still cranking out these effects, these effects, and they're doing really good jobs. But they're doing it on without the overhead, without the like K and B, for example. Uh, that's uh, Greg Nicotero, uh, Howard Berger, and Robert Kurtzman. Uh, I don't think Kurtzman is with them anymore. But like they have the a massive warehouse. They're probably one of the biggest ones in. What in was the, the industry by the right way now. what what was that uh what was the documentary that we watched about them where they were just like oh dude back in the day you got to see this it's amazing back in the day like in the 80s, 70s and 80s uh when they first kind of came into the scene being uh, a practical effects artist you were like a rock star oh yeah it was incredible like they it was they were so cool. They had long hair and then you know, they just hung out and smoked cigarettes and they went they went out on the town every night and like but they were like rock stars. They were living the rock star life, but for a job they were, you know, uh creating the effects where uh where where Jason chopped somebody's head off or something like that, you know what I mean? It's it's it was like it was like they lived in a clubhouse like they just they went to work and it was a clubhouse and they just hung out and had a fucking blast like but they were like they even talk about it it's like that that, like we were like rock stars like we were just like the we were living on the fringe and we were just like the coolest dudes in town what was the name of that documentary I don't know what it was called it was on where did we watch it was it Netflix was that like we make monsters or something like that uh yes is that what it was called I I. Yes. I don't know. It, it, find the title of that because I want to suggest that everyone watch that because it, it was it was such an amazing documentary. Um. Uh. Real quick, I uh. Want to jump in with another question, if you guys don't mind. Well, Mike's, yeah. Mike's trying to find that. If I can get my mouse pad to work here. Uh. Is, is, what is your personal favorite alien movie? Personal favorite. Uh, actually, the, uh, the the arrival was one that stuck out in my mind all the time because it had that creepy aspect to it. That's why I thought of that immediately when you guys brought up the uh, what the topic was for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime I think of something that that crosses that sci-fi slash horror, like right into that, in you know, c- combination of both right there, that's what pops sits out in that me. sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the only the only thing I'd say about that movie is uh, that probably didn't carry over to. You know, with with the times, 
is what we're talking about would be some of Charlie Sheen's facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, what he's known for, though. Dude, you know, I remember there was this 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 big metal thing spinning or something like that, and his his eyes and the face that that comes up and and <laughs> it looks like the classic coked out Charlie Sheen. <laughs> right, right. You know, and uh, you know, thinking back to that time, uh, it. Quick, who can answer me first? What is the absolute best line from that movie? <laughs> the best line for that movie? <laughs> Mike's already got it. What is it, Mike? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I look like a can. To, I look like a can of smashed assholes. <laughs> Actually, I look like a can of smashed assholes. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. He's always, always going up to Charlie Sheen's character, and he's like, "Oh, you look terrible." Because actually, I look like a can of smashed assholes. <laughs> It caught me so off guard. I damn near spit out my drink. I was like, "Who writes this shit?" Oh, I think great. I'm not mistaken on the uh, the the regular television version of that. Does it say I look like a can of smashed apples? Where they do the voice edits over top? I think. Does it? I, oh I, yeah, I, 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 see, I think I've seen that before. Yeah, that sounds legit. But I look like a can of smashed apples. <laughs> like if its voice completely changes, you know. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mike? Your favorite. Uh... Favorite alien movie. My favorite alien movie. Like I like I said, um, Fire in the Sky is up there as far as my abductions go. As far as actual aliens, I gotta say it's probably not a popular choice. I love Signs. I think Signs yeah, Signs that scene where the alien walks out in the home video of the kids' party is scared the hell out of me the first That's time that I saw the, it. Yeah, and and that scene has stuck with me. And that movie's actually a lot better than people give it give it credit for well, people, people love this shit all over m night Shyamalan. exactly that movie's great though i don't well, care what anybody says. i don't i don't really I, this might make me lose some credibility but i i've never really understood this whole like the hate train <laughs> that people jump on for mm-hmm. m night Shyamalan. like yeah it's you know he kind of he kind of took some 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 weird risks and and made some weird choices with the movies that he was making but honestly like i haven't really seen I haven't seen a movie of his that I didn't like. I I haven't seen some of his later stuff. Like I did not see uh, the Lady in the Water. I, did, I didn't I did, see Lady in the Water. And I did not see the Happening. But everything. Uh, bef- actually, I didn't see the Happening. But yeah. every the thing is, was everything before those though? Like I no, I enjoyed were everything. Great. I think um uh you know the Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, um, Signs, The Village. The, well, I think those three all got decent decently good reviews. Yeah. The Village, I think, is where it started up. I think it's I, and honestly I think it was like one of these uh one of these situations where when somebody starts to become too popular in our society people like to start shitting on them. Well, and and M Night was the king at those twist endings and right. and, and and at what point though? And then South Park came just... out with a I think it was South Park that came out with an episode where they kept making fun of him. The what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Was that South Park? Uh, probably. I can't did, remember. But I don't I, it, I don't actually actively watch South Park, but I, I it, well, I don't regularly, but I I remember that episode. I I think it was all. I think that people just expected too much from him because his first few movies were so good. Those twist endings caught everybody off guard. The second that he did one that maybe wasn't as good, everyone just lambasted him for it. It was like it's like like, give the guy a break. You you can't bat a thousand. You know your whole career. I remember being at the theater. I can't remember what movie it was for, but uh, the uh, the trailer for Devil. Came oh, on. Devil was great, and Devil wasn't directed by M Night Shyamalan. He wrote it. Was, it, he's, it was produced by. He wrote it too. Oh, did he write it? I, I, I it's it, like, fairly certain. Yeah. I, I swear. I swear. Like everybody was kind of captivated by the trailer, and then as soon as his name came up on screen, yep. 
you could just hear the whole place go, uh, <laughs> oh, shamalam a ding dong. Yep. That's the, by the way, that's the dumbest joke I've ever, like, that you are, you're an asshole if you say that. Mm-hmm. It, there's, he's, he's, he's more accomplished than a lot of directors, a lot of writers, producers. Not, not even more accomplished. He's just better. Yeah, he's better. He's just straight up better than yeah. a lot of people making movies. Yeah, I just, I, I hate it. It's all these, it's, I, I talked about it last week, it's these, dumbasses on imdb who hate everything it's like you 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 look up any movie like and i i usually i usually don't look up reviews and stuff a lot because i like to go in fresh for a lot of movies but you know on the on the rare occasion i'll look up movies and you always come across these people that you'll see their names in multiple movies and they just hate on everything they're like this movie sucks because they're trolls that's like what okay well tell me people love to hate things tell me what what do you like then what do you like to watch you know what though if you weren't doing something good people wouldn't be hating you on it if you sucked we used to see this someone joked with me about that in the music industry before like someone was sending us hate mail or this or that and they're like well do people send the crappy bands that already suck hate mail and tell them they suck? No, because they suck. Like, <laughs> you know, you got to be doing something good for people to hate on you. And, uh-huh. and, and if you're getting the hate mail, then it's just you're, you're in the right direction. Well, it's just good. annoying that it always seems like it's the same people who are doing it over. Like, it's I honestly, there's some people who it seems like, why are you even watching movies? Because you don't seem like you like anything. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you into? Uh, I'm uh, lately. I've gotten super into uh, watching security footage from my local craft brew <laughs> coffee house. You it's know, like a it's like a real time expose of you know like suburban culture of youth. And, and for it's some pretty people, niche. <laughs> sounds fascinating. <laughs> Go straight to hell, my friend. I I hate people like that. For some people, when they're commenting on the IDB or IMDb like that, they might even be looking for that. Hopefully that actor will see this and they'll recognize me and comment back and say, "Stop making fun of me." <laughs> and, then, and then they get, then you know, they get off on on saying, "Well, that guy interacted with me," you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think we've all had a certain amount of like, I wish I could tell this guy, "Stop doing what you're doing," you know. Like, but it's more constructive than it is hate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't really trash on. I find it very hard to trash on people that are much more successful than me. <laughs> you know, it's because they're going out and they're actually doing stuff. Yeah, not everything's going to be a home run. Yeah, you know? and, and chances are, if these guys are doing anything, it's more than what I'm doing. So I can't really trash them for. <laughs> well, you do. You do nothing except for this. Same here. Hey. <laughs> so. Uh, hey, real quick, I have answers for us, by the way. Uh, that can be documentary. Yeah. It is called Nightmare Factory. Nightmare Factory. Nice. Find it. Yeah, if you're interested it. I think in... It's on, I think it's on uh, Hulu, isn't it? Uh, I think no, we watched it on Hulu. That actually might be where we watched it, yep. Man, it go actually, watch it. It looks like it's on Netflix, too. Um, go watch it, because that or, was I'm sorry, fantastic. Not Netflix. It looks like it's on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube? Uh, that's what I'm seeing here. Um, I cannot have, confirm Did you say this. you've seen it or not? Uh, I'm going to watch it like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, watch it because it was awesome. If you have any interest in like practical effects at all. Oh, I love that stuff. It's awesome. And then also, the guy that I could not for the life of me think of, he's the guy that I always confuse with Stan Winston, Rick Baker. Okay. Ah. Rick Baker is the one that retired after 40 years because the industry was just not... There was what, just there wasn't no yeah, place for him The anymore. work was getting less quality and he didn't want to do it because of CG. Right. Uh, essentially, so and didn't he? I I think I remember he he said like there was still work to be had. 
but it, but it wasn't paying anymore. People didn't want to pay for quality work. Right. That was the thing. Like they wanted to keep. They 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 were essentially and then, and lowballing then he felt, him. And, and then he felt like, well, if you're not going to pay me for quality work, I'm not going to give you quality work. There was I forget who it was. Um, if anybody knows, you can you can let me know. But uh, the remake of the thing that happened uh, that uh, came out a few years back. Yeah. Uh, they had an effects house do all practical effects for for that remake, and they didn't invite. There was a weird thing where they didn't invite the special effects guys to the premiere, but they, if, if, if memory serves, they, they got in anyway somehow, and they come to find out that the studio replaced all of their practical effects with CG effects. Oh, no. And that's, and that's why they didn't invite them. Really? Yeah. There was, <laughs> and, there was this, and there was this big thing. The guy, I forget who the, who the guy was, but um, yeah, he's like real bitter about it, and it's like... I never saw the remake. Did you? No, I I, well, I heard not great things, so I was never really. I like uh, to answer to, to answer the question I just asked you guys a few minutes ago. As far as favorite alien movies goes, that's that's on the top of my list. I think the thing, the thing, the thing is great. Well, on the, the, on the, uh, on the sorry, go ahead. The um yeah, the nineteen eighty two version, not the right the one that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a fun question: Do you guys actively believe in aliens? Like what are your what are your thoughts on on outside of you know the film world and everything else? Like, do you actually believe in? Is it, is it X Files where you say, "I want to believe"? I want to believe. <laughs> I uh, go ahead, Jay. You know there was a uh, a quote in a movie that I mentioned earlier before we started recording this today. Um, in Contact, where uh, Jodie Foster, I believe, yeah. is talking to her dad in the beginning when she's a little girl, and she asks, looking at the stars, you know. Is there other people out there, other life? And he says, you know, if there's not, it, it, it's a pretty big waste of space then. And it, and it's crazy to think as big as this is, and we're this tiny speck of dust in the entire universe that it, you know, it's possible that there could be something out there. And I and I've actually myself, I had a really really strange experience when I was younger. We were uh, coming back from my grandfather's funeral, actually, uh, leaving the the funeral home, and walking out, there was in the east sky. It was distinct because that's the way our car was facing. We got in the car and we saw these eight to ten lights spread out, kind of like in a a wide pattern, almost making a oval, but wide. So not and, random, uh, not random. They were they, patternish, so but but random. They they were together. Okay. They were together, but they were staying there in the spot. And we get in the car and we're watching this. That's the way we were parked. And I go, you know, I was about thirteen or fourteen at the time, and I said, "Crap, you know, I forgot my my homework at the uh, inside." So I go back inside to grab it come back out and all these lights are in the south sky within a matter of 60 seconds of me walking back in and out and they're in the same form in the south sky and uh i pointed out to my folks and they go wow the, the lights are over there now so we're driving south and we watch all these lights sitting there hovering not moving they all move in very very close together and then in the blink of an eye they boom all shoot out like a firework just went off and disappear there's no lights in the sky anymore and our entire family saw it we all we got back to the family's place, and where everyone's sitting outside looking at the sky, waiting to see more of this stuff. I'm, so if I go, if, if I'm I go legitimately up, butting my fingernails right now because I want to hear like so some I, crazy ending so to that story. So if I go and ask Randy and Darla right this second, they will corroborate this story. That is correct. That's crazy. So and, so uh, then you do. So you 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 believe? I, 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 there's there's something out. It, there's got to be. I mean, I, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah, I have no answer because I, that's the the closest I've came to connection with it for me I mean, i've actually had an, an unexplainable experience but prior to this 
today's before prior, the podcast? Prior, prior today, <laughs> I really believe no. Uh, uh, I I have had an unexplainable experience, and and I shared it with both you guys. At just for a second, thinking it from a more scientific mind, like uh, the Kepler, the Kepler space yeah. spaceship. Is that the 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 planet discovering spaceship that was sent uh, out by NASA? I believe so. The yeah. Kepler program, yeah. right? So, since it's been sent out, it has found it's it's it, one of its tasks is to find um, inhabitable planets that are similar to Earth. And since it's been sent out, it has found sixty billion Earth-like inhabitable planets. So. The I- the idea that the idea that there can be sixty billion Earth like inhabitable planets and and not be some kind of life out there, intelligent life even, is it seems almost impossible. Uh yeah. Improbable definitely, almost impossible. Yeah, that's um so to an- to for my short answer, yes, I, I I think I do believe that there's stuff out there. And and, and the uh the experience that I had which was very strange, and I, I think some people listening, like maybe you've maybe you've heard of this before. Uh, one night, my wife and I—it was uh, two years ago. My wife and I were watching a movie. I'd like to say that it was some awesome horror movie, but it was actually <laughs> Love Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, wait, a bunch of people who can't find love—that's horror. That's horrible. I'm sorry. We can edit that out. That was dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in now. It's staying in now. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, um, I paused it in the middle. I was like, do you hear that? She's like, what are you talking about? And I went and I stood by our door wall for like five minutes. And then I opened it. I was like, I was just standing there. She goes, what are you doing? You're freaking me out. And I go, you don't hear this right now? And I, I stepped outside and I took a video of the sky. I wish you could find this video. I really wish I could too. It's it's on one of my old phones. I'll see if I can find it for like next next episode or something. But people have been reporting these weird atmospheric. They call them uh, God sounds or whatever. Like the these huge, yeah, like Gabriel's trumpet or these huge like droning. Uh, trumpeting sounds in the atmosphere. They're, they're actual frequency too. Right. Um, and I can and I can as he's describing this, I can corroborate because after you took the video and heard them, you called me. I called you and, and I, I lived, asked. I was like, "Step outside for a second. Do you hear what I'm hearing right now?" And I live probably a good seven miles away. Uh, yeah, four or five. I was miles at my parents' maybe. house, I think, at the time. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, that's probably so more like I, ten miles. Probably. Yeah. So I remember I, I went outside and I heard it from my house too. It was so out, this was, it was a out massive. East. And it, it was a massive thing, and you would you were hearing you were seeing these ty- these types of videos pop up all over uh, the internet too around that. Same oh yeah, time. they're all over. And YouTube. the thing is, though, is that yeah, look look them up. Look up uh, God sounds or uh, or or what have you. Um, or just weird like weird atmospheric sounds or something like that. Yeah, atmospheric phenomena. We'll see if we'll see if, we'll see if maybe we can't get uh, uh, we can play them on here. But you look up they're they're terrifying. Like they're they're like these giant encapsulating sounds that just seemingly go on forever yeah um no yeah, it was gonna... just it was droning it was like it, it never ended and, and i was trying to think like what i was trying to be rational about it like what could possibly be make possibly be making this sound that is like man-made yeah but it was it was midnight yeah and i'm it was like late. there's there's no way that anything could be making this and... sound that wouldn't be complained about uh you know by 
by neighbors or by residents of, of... And people have reported hearing these things, too, not only in cities. They hear them out in the woods. They right. hear them near the water. They hear them in big cities. They, you know, they like, Literally, they're, like, people are reporting hearing these everywhere. So any explanation is, oh, well, it could be this. But you're not going to get that in every place. Right. Uh, and so it's, it's really strange. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's alien. But it's but it's alien. But it's a, no. It, but it's strange though. It's it's definitely super strange. No, I mean, it's it, a, it could be oh, anything. Actually, uh, Jay Jay just pulled up one of them for us. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, listen to this and just tell us this doesn't sound crazy. Oh, it gives me chills listening to it. <laughs> it's. Uh, uh, You know what? It, you know what it sounds. It sounds like the beginning of like a Godzilla movie. It kind of does, yeah. You know, I I always thought it well because like you said, Godzilla. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty well known fact that. Oh, here's another one. That one right there in particular. It's pretty well known fact that a, a part of the original Godzilla sound is a uh, is a detuned upright bass. Yes. That they, you know, they drag the bow, the bow across, and that's what it, that's what that's always sounded like, like to like me. Like an orchestra warming up or, or something. I think right. you mentioned that before, and it's it's similar to that. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, so I'm telling you, like I I stepped outside that night, and I was just I was standing there looking up into the sky for like five minutes, well, and Erin just she couldn't hear it because she was still inside, but I could hear her calling to me like, "What are you looking at? You're freaking me out." And I'm like, you just, just it's like I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I was freaking out too. So I took, I took like five videos of it, and they're I, on. I wish that you could find them because they're the on my, those, they're uh, on my old phone. The thing about my phone, my old phone though, is it's really sketchy. Where it, it because I, I think I dropped it in a toilet like three days after I got it. <laughs> so it's really hard to get it to to take a charge. If I can get it to take a charge and I get it fired up, I will, I'll try to get those uh, videos and yeah. bring them next time so you can hear the real thing. But like I said, I called Mike immediately. I said, "Step outside, see if you can hear this sound." And did I call you too, or did I? Or did I, I, I ask you later? I heard about it afterwards. You asked okay. me later if I heard it. It. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's, it's not weird. It's I creepy. can't explain like, it. It's not something like I'm. I'm not. I. I t- like. I'm. I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like I usually like to find the logic mm-hmm. in things first. Not always. Sometimes I like to just suspend Sometimes disbelief. Sometimes it's way more fun just, to just believe it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, but this time I had I had no explanation for it and it just was completely freaky and awesome. Yeah, and the fact that we both heard it though, it's like I I know you're telling the truth because I was right there with you listening right. to it. We were on the phone together listening to these sounds. And yeah, was, and I think I, I took it home and I, I showed from, it to from, from like we said ten miles away from each other too. So right. I, I, I took it home and I I I, I had to, I, pl- I plugged in the headphones and I had my sister listen to it and I go listen to this sound that was coming from the sky the other night and she she put it in and she's like I don't I don't hear anything and I was like you don't hear that like loud like droning sound that and she goes wait that's the sound you're talking about I go yeah she goes that was coming from the sky <laughs> I'm like yes that's why I was so freaked out it's like a sky didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God's an Australian? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> or did you do mites? <laughs> Crikey. 
when lightning strikes. That's not a knife. <laughs> when lightning strikes, 300 reindeer die. That happens, getting... happens today, by the way. <laughs> like yesterday or something. What? Lightning, you said when lightning strikes. Lightning struck in, like, I don't know, England or something like that, and 300 reindeer were killed by lightning strikes. <laughs> what? <laughs> That sounds like some rapturous stuff. Yeah. Wow. Off topic, but also oh, no, but God. also there was a there was some uh, some lady, some rancher in New Zealand yesterday who just five hundred cows disappeared. What? Yeah. If that doesn't sound like alien Aliens. abduction, I don't know what it is. Hey, by the when way, when they start showing, they start dropping from the sky, turned completely inside out. Though, that's when I'll start believing. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the thing about abductions, though, is. Uh, aliens, like, if they're here and they're from another planet, these are beings that have mastered interstellar uh, travel. Space drill, yeah. They're, they're, they're millennium, millennia ahead of us in technology. Do they really need to study us? Like, when they take people up and people say, oh, I was probed and they jammed a needle in my eye and stuff well, like that, well, I think that aliens might just be dicks. Well, look at look at <laughs> because look at, they, <laughs> do they really need to test us if they're that far if they're that much more advanced than us? They don't need to study us. Yeah, I think we they're are just because being we're assholes. different. But we're like they're ants, though. We're humans, and we still study ants to you understand ever, how they lived. You understand? Ever, what you ever they, jammed a needle in an ant's eye? I've no. You just I've, burn I've, them with a magnifying glass. I was saying, I've lit one of those. <laughs> wait, you don't think they're doing that? They're they're shoving shit up our asses. <laughs> that's still that's still no. Like you want to tell us about like, Mike? <laughs> That's that's the big. <laughs> no, I can I can actually say for a fact that's what they do. Yeah. I've seen the South Park episode. They're just gonna poke like like, like like humans do with any animals. You just poke and prod, and then you learn stuff from them. Like if they really are there, and they really are abducting people, and they really are doing these tests on them, they're probably just curious because we're it not could even be because the, we are not them. It could be know? the same sense of like if we went back in time, a bunch of us, and you saw your cavemen ancestors. Right, you you'd be interested to see they're gonna look a little different. They're gonna act different. Would you walk up to him and jam a needle in his <laughs> eye, though? Yeah. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I mean, if aliens are if aliens look anything like what they are represented, uh, like in the movies. Yeah. They're, they're, they're humanoid. They have the eyes. They have mm-hmm. mouths. Maybe you know small ears and stuff like that so we look somewhat similar so they know they already kind of know and they can they they must come from a, a planet that's similar to ours that's able to uh, have life like ours so they already know what the, theory about they that. already know what the structure of the eye is like don't jam a needle in my eye because you already <laughs> know what it looks like. I have a crazy theory what if what if alien it's not my theory I've heard this before but what if aliens are evolved earthlings humans that have time traveled or have come you know what i'm saying like like something happened in our in our near future and these beings are like the millennia upon millennia of of evolution and after so many millions of years of space travel we've evolved into these completely other beings and communicate differently and everything else and then we they eventually find a way to go back in time and they're studying like it'd be like us studying the cavemen you know what i'm saying they're going back in time to study what people were like way back then that's why they're humanoid that's why well, they have wouldn't, eyes wouldn't, why they wouldn't have... there be some kind of recorded history of what humans were like back not in our if, days not if something cataclysmic happened 
and small pockets of people survived and then eventually like the earth exploded or, oh, or yeah, whatever. yeah after we have the capability for space travel we're getting into, we're getting yeah. into some real deep territory <laughs> now my other theory it comes from probably the most i'd say documentary <clears throat> type fiction movie ever made yeah um and that is is the the cinematic masterpiece known as men in black <laughs> the very end scene of men in black like right before the credits uh-huh. you see the uh, the big massive like papa alien playing marbles with the different universes yeah. and ever since i saw that i'm like oh my god we can't reach the end of our universe so we don't know where it ends but what if our universe is just like a smaller planet inside of a bigger space we could be ants that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, like I, I understand that movie is, it's, it's Will Smith busting alien ass. Come on, but what if, but what if something like that was plausible? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I thought about them. Like, we don't know what's outside of our universe. I'm not saying that that's true, but we don't know what's outside of of space. We we think that it never ends because we have tiny little minds in this tiny little planet in this humongous space. We don't know if there's anything out there. You know, well, it's kind, I mean, kind of a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I would I would like to reply to you right now, but that's a can of worms that I don't <laughs> think we can open right now. I think we should probably uh, start winding it down if we're not going to go any further than that. <laughs> I know a can you can open over there. Oh, oh all right. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so this 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 whole this whole show was about aliens, and uh, some of you might be thinking, "Oh, they didn't talk about alien or aliens or Alien Three or the best one." Alien Resurrection. <laughs> um, no, well, those we're, we're we're kind of more focused on alien abductions, but uh, I think something that we're going to start doing, probably starting at the end of September, is do retrospectives for franchises. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so I'm sure the Alien franchise will be one that we touch on for something like that, amongst probably some other topics we'll get into them we're not even just um, gonna touch on it we're gonna we're gonna fully probe it fully <laughs> fully it'll be like a shish kebab you know in or the human centipede shish kebab of the alien movies. oh my gosh all right uh we should retrospect the human centipede movies uh, what is there three of them now i've only seen the the first one i don't i know what a number one is i know what a number two is what is the number three <laughs> Those numbers had different meanings when I was a little kid. <laughs> no, but we'll, we'll touch on those movies uh, later on. Don't this worry. This is the second we'll... podcast in, in a row that you've made a poop joke, I'd like to point out. I don't know what, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means about me, but um, maybe I should have gone up in that spaceship. No. That's why, that's why they didn't want you, you in that spaceship. They didn't want nothing to do with any extra poop that they didn't need. <laughs> they wouldn't have liked you. Uh yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that about does it yeah, for this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. At least if there's anything that you think that we should have uh, sort of should have touched on, any movies we missed, movies that we don't even know about, if uh, if you're listening to us and you want to chime in, you know, send us an email at thebuzzkillpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and most other third party apps right now. And uh, on social media, uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Instagram, we are all at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. 
And on Twitter, uh, BuzzedKillPC. We don't use our Twitter very often, but give us a reason to, and we'll get back to you. We use our Instagram quite a bit. You can see uh, a couple days before the next show, we'll post some uh, some images, letting you know, giving you a hint as to what the next show is going to be about. Um, and we're, you know, we post, you know, what we're watching, what we're doing. So give us a follow. And, and if uh, you're and if you're curious about what we were drinking this week on the episode, we'll post pictures of that, so you can go. Hunter down. Do it. Um, yeah. Uh, if you uh, if you have visited our Facebook or our Instagram pages, uh, we've been plugging our to- our friend Tom Bestie. He uh, he did all of our our logo work and our graphics work, uh, and uh, we would not look near as good as we do without him. Uh, so if you like his his artworkers tattoos, you know uh, check him out. Uh, he's on Instagram at Tom Bestie Art. Um, he works out of Eternal Tattoo in East Point, Michigan. And he's also got a website, www.tombestyart.com. Yeah, he's uh, he's an awesome dude, awesome tattoo artist. If you need, uh, he's he does horror tattoos, and they're fantastic. There's some pictures on our page. Um, his Jason one was awesome. His Jason yeah. mask with the uh, the house in the background. Like, it was really cool stuff. Check out our Instagram page. Yeah, to yeah, see a he does he does other stuff too. If you're not if you don't want a horror tattoo but you want something else, he does tons of stuff so maybe you um, want a sci-fi tattoo you want a sci-fi <laughs> tattoo <laughs> wait no i thought we discussed sci-fi <laughs> all right guys that's gonna do it um uh until next until week until next week cheers cheers boys.